This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. You know, this is, this is, this is Vim. This is not Spopo's church, this is Vim. But there's a connection here. There's a connection. There's a connection with a man of integrity. A man you can count as a family. A man of honor. A man of sincerity and his wife, a man of humility. And I've found that loyalty in you, beginning from today. In vain that you may know that God rewards faithfulness. But in the next 20 years, your story will touch Nigeria. Your story will touch the nations. Grace unusual. Grace uncommon. Comes upon you. In an indescribable form. In this house of victory inheritance. You only brought your father and the Lord here. But you didn't know that God has set you up to be blessed. May the Lord reward you. Diligently, you have been there. May the Lord reward you. May the Lord turn your fortunes around. In the name of Jesus. Those two women, where are they? Stand up. Giving you a seed of 20k each, I mean, for the two of you. It's really two, but it's prophetic. Where are the other person? I'm going to call her. There's something about people that are faithful to the covenant. You are there in the first day, and you are there today. I want everybody to be in the spirit because I'm here on an assignment. By the end of this meeting on Sunday, you will know that truly this is unusual. I read four chapters of the Bible with my wife every day. And yesterday we finished the Bible, the whole Bible. We are starting again. But on Saturday, as we finish reading our four chapters, we prayed. That's what we do every morning. Except I travel or something, maybe she's around. No, no. <clears throat> and I went to my prayer room. And I sat down there. I began to pray for this meeting. Just because of the love that your Father and the Lord has for me. And the way he has helped me in honor. And I sat down. And I was moved by the Holy Ghost to begin to pray for this ministry. And immediately God said, right. What I wrote was what I sent to you. As you received to me. Give it to me. I said, send it to your people. Please read it to them on Sunday. That is tomorrow, day after. And God opened my eyes to see the assignment he has come to do here today. In relay, you know, the race of relay, the person, the person that takes off at the last lap are very important. So, and I'm conscious of that 20 years, you know, of his faithfulness in this ministry. And now I'm 
the first person to, to speak, and God said, it's an assignment. <clears throat> As we thank God for the last 20 years, okay, which is just a stepping stone, we're about to lay the foundation of the next 20 years. Please watch this. Everyone that is here today, as the Lord lives, the Lord will preserve you. Amen. Protect you. Amen. You will be there wherever you are in the next 20 years. Amen. You are not saying the good amen. amen. You will not die. Amen. You will not faint. Amen. You will not fear. Amen. You will not falter. Amen. And you will not fall. Amen. Within the next 20 years, God will preserve your life. Amen. There shall be no death. Amen. There shall be no loss. Amen. And nothing will die in your hands. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And some of you, within those 20 years, you'll be in Nigeria, in this place. And some of you will be in different parts of the world and then you are connecting to this house Amen. but you will stand as a part of this house you will stand in honor Amen. I want to let you know that life is given to you Amen. mark my word when we enter into a place that is life death will be far from you Amen. I said death will be far from you Amen. I said death will be far from you Amen. I said death will be far from you Amen. I said death will be far from you Amen. I said death will be far from you. Life is established. Life is procured. Life is established. Life is established. Life is established. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we just want to thank you for this vestures of honor. What a journey. 20 years of maintaining of broken focus. Yeah. The man of God has gone through things. Every man of God called in the ministry. Be you apostle, Peter or Paul, the apostle. So wherever you are, you go through things, ups and downs of life. But blessed are those who have maintained their loyalty in season and out of season. And I thank God in your life for the kind of faith and honor and sincerity that is very rare in this dispensation that you have shown towards God's servants. And I pray prophetically to your lives this day. God, whom you have followed in following this man, God, whom you served in serving this man, we honor you. Everything that is traceable to your life as a shortfall, a reproach, or undesirable element in your life, that garment is taken off from today. Amen. And it shall be replaced with the garment of honor, Amen. garment of dignity, Amen. prosperity, Amen. productivity, Amen. fruitfulness. Amen. And abundance. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. The Lord honors you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for them and for everyone that is standing. Please be seated.
All protocols of serve, I mean, God's servants, Apostle Peter Illumi say, you have just known him, a great man of God. I've known him for many, many, many years. He has served under me as well. He's a great man of God I have respect for. But when he knew I was going to come, he put me a call through to me yesterday and said, you are going to Apostle Jonathan. He said, I, will, I want to be with you. And I'm so honored to have you around, man of God. God bless you. Great man of God. Uh, Apostle Ezekiel Adeleke, we honor you. Honor a mama twin. God bless you in Jesus' name. And one of my young pastors is also here, a great man of God. Very humble, a good man of God. Yes, Pastor Abel Olani. Now, the priest of the house and the princess, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, the queen. What are we going to say about you? You guys are, are so beautiful. In, inside out. Inside out. I love Pastor Jonathan. The apostle, the doctor, the bishop, the archbishop, <laughs> the reverend. I don't know. You know, when, when somebody loves you, when, there's something about this man here. Anyway, one day, one of these days, we'll just come and talk, you know, right? In a dinner setting, you know, maybe it's going to be a couple's night or something. And then we'll be able to talk, you know, and share and just, you understand? But I love him and I appreciate God's grace over your life. <laughs> Amen. And Mama Lizzie, <laughs> to be with this tough man, your husband is tough. Uh, uh, if you work closely with somebody, you know. <laughs> He's a tough man inside out. Yeah, no nonsense. I mean, yeah. But a good heart. A great man. I don't know what else to say. And to say we love you. Come on, let's put our hands together for this moment. <laughs> By the way, I like this your podium. <laughs> this is very nice. <laughs> I like you things. It wasn't here the last time I came. Wow. The spirit of excellence is in the house. Okay, I've spent 30 minutes of my time. You know, just relaxing and all those. Now the assignment is here. Are you happy to be here? Yeah. You know, you know, the first thing I saw was, the, eh? Confirm. You know, you know, the first thing I saw was that everybody was, was here and everybody was happy. Everybody was ready. That's the first thing. I didn't see a lot of movement up and up and up, which usually characterize uh, the first day of programs like this. I'm telling you, you just find out some things. People are, huh? How many, two of us? Yes. Activities. Thank you, sir. Activities. Okay. And the Lord said, I should tell you, you should avoid that because he wants to start your blessing from now. The times are tough. The seasons are tough. Because darkness is everywhere in the nations. But in the midst of this darkness, you will rise. Then you will shine. You will rise. Then you will shine. And his glory shall be evident in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amazing grace. Exceptional grace. Unusual grace. Spectacular grace. And what is grace? Grace simply means the sum total of the work of Calvary, the provisions that Jesus Christ has made available through his sufferings, through his death, through his resurrection and ascendance to throne. 
the fullness of the work of Calvary. Okay? Express in unusual supernatural spiritual promotion. The grace that took you from darkness that God's servant was quoting at that time. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Before you were not a child of God. But now you are a child of God. Before you had not obtained mercy. But now you have obtained mercy. He said, let us come therefore boldly, boldly, boldly. Unto the throne of what? Of grace. That we may find what? Find ten mercy and find grace to help. Grace to help. So grace is for. Put it down. Put it down. To find grace to help. I think every one of us needs help. <laughs> I don't think so. But it takes grace to help. And you are finding that grace. I said you are finding that grace. In the name of Jesus. Christ. And the Lord said to me, I should tell you that tonight we are invoking the spirit of amazing grace. It's a function of the spirit. It says amazing grace is simply a product of the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews chapter 20, 10 verse 29, Hebrews 10, 29, the amplified version, gives us to understand that it is the Holy Spirit who impacts grace. The last part there. They call him the spirit of grace. The last 20 years I've been with so many issues, challenges, trials, disappointments, afflictions. But then, God's grace has brought you all through. The Apostle Peter was saying, it is not, I mean, I'm talking about 20 years, 20 years of his faithfulness, 20 years of his help, 20 years of his protection, 20 years of his provision, 20 years of his preservation, 20 years of his abundance, 20 years of his help. Just wave your hands to him and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In seven years, we moved into several places of worship. And yes, God said, now, in the eighth year, I'm bringing you to your own place. And it will give you the grace to conquer the ground. To conquer the ground. Look at what he has done in 20 years. In these tough times, tough seasons, tough situations. Hmm. Somebody say, hmm. I write by the Spirit of God, the work of grace that Jesus has wrought for us through the shedding of his blood can only be accessed and activated through the Holy Spirit. There's something you see that is very common in the New Testament, especially in the Pauline epistles. You know, most of the times you see, you will say, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. 
Grace be unto you. Even Apostle Peter as well. If you read the book of Peter, you will see it talks about grace and peace. If you, if you read John, you know, the apostle, it talks about grace and peace. Everyone, they were just talking about, so everything that we enjoy as New Testament Christians is synonymous to the work of grace. The simple way you can define grace is that grace is the embodiment of Jesus. Can you say amen? When Apostle Paul began to write to the Corinthians, the last, I mean, the summary of the whole of First and Second Corinthians was summarized in verse 14 there. If you read verse 14 of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, which is the last chapter and the last verse there, you will see, you know, that's very famous scripture passage that we have turned to songs in school and everything. He said, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, you know that song, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you guys don't know it. Uh, you know it. In the 70s, that <laughs> some of us are old schools already. We're already <laughs> okay, so the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is the grace of the Lord. It is the giver of the grace. Now, he said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. In other words, the summary of all that I've said to you the summary of all my teaching is that these three things must never leave you. May they be found in you. Number one is the grace of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, the love of God that produced that grace. Are, are you hearing me now? And then your constant communion, your constant fellowship with the Holy Ghost because he is the sustainer of that grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that he has done, completed for you. All things are yours. And grace is stronger than sin. I will show you now. Grace is stronger than sin. Don't let anybody terrorize your life. Don't let sin terrorize your life. Grace is stronger than sin. Amen. Amen. So, hence, arise by the Spirit of God. The amazing grace we are witnessing today is a product of the Holy Spirit at work in your life as well as in the ministry life. And as we celebrate the evident hand of God in this commission in the past 20 years, we are also laying the foundation of the amazingly amazing grace for the next 20 years Amen. if Christ tarries. In Jesus' name. Can you say a good amen? amen? Quickly, the Lord said, I should remind you, three things that you receive by this grace that you need to know. God said you need to know. You know already, some of you know, but it starts to be re-echoed in your spirit. Three works of this grace in your life. Number one, forgiveness of sin. The first thing you, you received by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is the forgiveness of sin. 
The Bible says, your sins are forgiven. Now, if you look at the book of Colossians quickly, 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 I'm conscious of the fact that today is the first day. So, at 8 o'clock we should be out of this place. Now, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12 to 14, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14. It says, in whom we have what? Redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. The grace of Jesus made the provision for our sins to be forgiven. If I, thank, if I were you, I would say thank you, Lord. In the book of Romans chapter 5, and you see verse 20, we can just take verse uh, 19, 20, and 21. In Romans, quickly, Romans chapter 5, quickly. He said, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made what? Righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound, but we are seen abounded. Grace did much more, 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 and that much more will prevail in your life. Sin will not prevail in your life. But grace will prevail over sin. I said grace will prevail over sin. I said grace will prevail over sin. In Jesus' mighty name. Shall yes. The forgiveness of sin. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this, man of God. A grace woman of God said to her as a husband. He says, if Anybody that's goofed or sinned or faltered will miss heaven. He said that nobody in this church will make heaven. Open your eyes and look at him today. This is not a ticket for sinning, it's a ticket for freedom. To appreciate the work of grace. To let you know that grace is stronger than sin. And if you hold on to that grace, you will walk out of sin. If you hold on to that grace, you will overpower sin. You will come out victorious. And I pray that's the ability, the power, the life in this grace be made available in your life in Jesus' name. There are people today, a lot of misconceptions in the body of Christ. A lot of misconceptions. And look at me and look at me, everybody. One of the assignments that God has given to some of us, and I'm saying it with every sense of humility, but firmly, is to correct the errors in the body of Christ. A lot of apostasies going on and heresies. Yes, sir. A lot of fears people have created in the hearts of others to put them again in chain, to make the work of Calvary of Christ become of no effect. To now begin to depend on the law. Are you hearing me as against grace? 
And I can tell you, the law is beyond the, 20 the 10 commandments. It's over 600, over 600, which you have to fulfill. And there's no way anybody can fulfill the law. But Jesus says, I am fulfillment of the world. He came to fulfill the law for you. In Christ Jesus, grace is the fulfillment of the law. Amen. Amen. You want to tap into his grace. The consciousness of the fathers, Lord, I need to depend on you. Yes, I can't do it this. I remember something happened to me in 1972. You know, I gave my life to Christ in 1976. I'm making a confession here. Is, is it okay with you? Yes, in 1992, man of God, man of God, you know, I was... The kind of life we, we, we live when we're in Bunny House, and some of you experienced that and all those things, and freedom, when we, were, when we were growing up, you know, it was, a, I mean, we were very, it was following trend in Nigeria. Every music that came out of America, the following day or the next week is here in Nigeria. Two of us. Every trend, just name it. I mean, so you, if, you're, if, you're, if you are raised up in Lagos, you know you are in town. It's really, really, you know, a, a, a motion area or, or I mean, Maryland or, I mean, all these, all these guys, all these people were not there at that time. This place was not in existence then. So we took it to drinking. Into a lot of things. I mean, women drinking, parties, all kinds of costume parties. Somebody like me, if, if they told you that I was going to be a pastor, they say it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it says, it says, <laughs> I am telling you, I drank, I drank and smoked for 15 years. Come, please, stand up. Can you see one small market? Yes. It, it looked like an incision. Yes. It wasn't an incision. Oh. It was when I hit my head or something. After drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it's a tough man. It's a tough man. <laughs> I told you, it's <laughs> So I began to pray. I want you to listen to me. I began to pray. I began to fast to stop drinking. I will stop for one month after fasting. And I will struggle and I will go back again. Please listen to me. Sometimes I will stop for three months. Okay, when I was doing my service, it's in 1990, you know, as Obi and Laja, worry. Data City Company then was very popular, you know, here and there. Some of my friends were in Shell, some of them were in Slumberjay and Chevron and all those. They will come to us where we are living in townships. Some of you, if you, if you know what, very well. You know, I'll be fasting and praying. They say, we had to be fasting and praying. <laughs> they say, okay, we just came to greet you and all those things and all those things, you know. Then you take them to go and drink. So you will not drink. So, and you sit down there and they are drinking, they drink, they, you know, and they are talking. And when people are drinking, by the time they start on these two and a half bottles, what they are saying is different for you. <laughs> and, they are, and they are so excited, and you, and you, and you, you look very dull and all those things. I said, man, what, what, what did they happen to you now? What did they, I mean, what? <laughs> then they'll push you. You say, okay, 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 I'll stop listening. Okay, let me just take, not small. Then you take a little small. Then become, yeah, short. Then you go on, and you take one bottle. Then you go back again. I struggle for years. But one day, in 1992, I look at that bottle, green bottle, and I say, 
for the first time, I saw that my power could not make me to stop it. I had to depend on Jesus. And I stood up. And I said, I will not return to you again. And that was the end. Because I depended on him. Open your eyes and look at me. Many of us, if we are sincere, we have things we struggle with. Everybody. Everybody. I, I'm, everybody. It may, it may be that you hold, you know, you, you know a, a kind of uh, bitterness in your heart. You don't, you don't easily forgive people. And you think it's not a sin. It's a sin. And that sin are on the same level. If you look at weight, it's a weight. If you look at weight and sin, the Bible says that, you know, it says lay aside every weight and every sin that easily beset you, that you may run with, with what with patience the race that is set before you. So sin and weight, okay, they are on the same level. They are weights that can weigh you down. Now, excessive worry is a sin. James chapter 4, verse 17, it says, He that knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him is what? It is sin. And if God shall count iniquities, you cannot stand. So what is the way out? Amazing grace. We need to depend. We need to let him know that it's not by me. It's not, you, know, you know, the problem with the church is that we fake a lot of things. There are many fake people in the church. Fake people. Fake people in the church. I like men that are real. I like men that make us to understand that, that even Jesus himself, God to a level, he said, Father, you have to help me. He said, he said my, 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 my spirit is exceedingly sorrowful. You know, my heart is heavy. I am not able to pass through this route. You know, can it not be passed over? Don't you have another shortcut, another route I can take to still fulfill this destiny? He prayed and he prayed and he went again. Guys around him could not help him. They were sleeping. He was struggling. They were sleeping. They left him alone to deal with that. And he prayed for that. If it be possible, let this cup pass away. And he went again. And he went again. And he got to a level where he now said, Lord, I submit to your grace. If it is possible, let this cup pass away. Nevertheless, not that I will, but your will be done. And God took over. So which means Jesus struggled with the flesh. Open your eyes. I'm telling you the real gospel. And some of you are here, you may be struggling with one thing or the other. Maybe the spirit of unforgiveness. Maybe as you know to pay your tithes, you are not paying it. And you know that it is good. That's what God has said. You know, at the New Testament, you understand, fighting principle and the mindset is available. It's applicable. The people that were operated on that law, that were limited, that only had good report, but they didn't obtain the promise. They paid tenth of all of their income. You know, as a partnership symbol and deed, commitment to God. And as you that you have moved beyond that to grace, that is, is unusual, you know, ratified by the blood of the everlasting covenant. Even the people in the Old Testament paid 10%. 
Do you think you now, in expressing the amazing grace that you enjoy, the grace of salvation, the grace of redemption that you enjoy, don't you think that you should show a higher level of appreciation much more than those in the New in the Old Testament? The forgiveness of sin. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6, verse 14, and I want to take this. This is for someone. It says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Everybody says, sin shall not have dominion over me. For I'm no longer under the law, but under grace. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Every known and every unknown sin, every known and every unknown sin shall not have dominion. Sin shall not have dominion over me. Sin shall not have dominion over me. Sin shall not have dominion over me. Sin shall not have dominion over me because I'm no longer under the law. I'm no longer under the law. I'm no, I am under grace. Grace has made me free. There is forgiveness of sin. I tap into grace. I tap into the grace of Jesus Christ. I am conscious of this grace. I steer it up. I activate the grace of God and all that he has for the forgiveness of my sins. In the name of Jesus, talk to him. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Open your eyes and look at me. Open your eyes and look at me. Standing here, I'm standing here by his grace. The Bible says, he said, by grace were ye saved. Now, the second thing you receive by grace is salvation. I told you three things. The second thing that grace accomplishes in your life after forgiveness of sin is salvation and redemption. Through grace, you receive salvation and redemption. And that means that you have been saved from your sin. And then you have been redeemed back into the image of God and into the kingdom of God. Before you had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. He said, for by grace were you saved through what? Faith. He said, it is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse, verse, verse 8 there. All right. Now, I want us to look at that Ephesians chapter 2 quickly. Now, that Ephesians chapter number, let's take, let's take chapter 2, Okay. But I want to also take chapter, chapter 1 quickly. Ephesians 1, quickly. Look at this. From verse 1, it said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to what? To you. You can see? He's always conscious, you know, of that grace. He knows that you can't accomplish anything without the grace of God. Your efforts will always fail you. Yes. Your efforts will always fail you. Your efforts will always fail you. Your efforts will always fail you. To you that you plan to do evil against somebody, that's a sin. It's a major sin. To you that you see your, your fellow man has been attacked one way or the other, whether spiritually, whatever thing, you know, and you move away, like the Pharisee. They saw that man. They move away. There are very just people that, that, that don't leave the church. Oh, they are there in sins every time. You know, but a Samaritan from outside of the commonwealth of Israel, saw that man and he had compassion with him. Who do you think is his brother? 
What do we preach? I said, what do we preach? I said, what do we preach? The church is bringing his church, the God is bringing his church back on track. Only grace can help us. Can you say amen? amen. He said, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has what? Chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. It is grace. Grace made God to choose us ahead of time. Before you committed that sin, you have been chosen. Hello? You have been in advance before the foundation of the world. God wants us as a church to tap more into what the grace carries than to and for religion. Religion has brought the church to a standstill. We are stuck in time. Deception, there's no love. But I pray in the name of Jesus as we celebrate these 20 years of his amazing grace and laying the foundation today for the next 20 years. I pray for your generation. I pray for you. That you and your family, your business, your career, your expectation, your finance, the function of grace. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. The grace of God shall be evident in your life. When we understand the, the, the message of this amazing grace of Jesus, we will express more love to one another in the church. Come on, are you hearing me now? You will now begin to see everybody through the eyes of God. You, you don't longer see people through the eyes of condemnation. Something happened to Apostle Paul in Antioch of Pisidia, around that region. Okay? He was preaching and preaching and preaching, so they rose up against him. They attacked him, they attacked him. Read that scripture. And the Bible says that they stole him, they took him out of town. And stole him and left him for being dead. Yeah, they thought he was dead. He actually dead. But the Bible says, but the apostles, the disciples, the disciples came around him and they surrounded him and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and he came back to life. That is grace. That is what people that have love and grace, that's what they do. Anything other than that is another gospel. May that grace speak for you. Yeah. Everywhere you go, may that grace speak for you. Yeah. Everywhere you go, may that grace speak for you. Yeah. Everywhere we go, may that grace speak for you. Yeah. Many years back, somebody like you will not be allowed to come to church. Yes, are, are you hearing me now? Yes, because your appearance will represent your heart. They don't look at your heart. Yes, they look at your appearance and the judge. Yes, we have made a lot of mistakes in the church. I tell you, yes, by our attitude, we have chased many people away yes, from the kingdom. Yes, by our attitude, yes, by our religion, yes, 
by our, by our condemnation. We look at others, we see the specks in their eyes, but there's a log in our own eyes. From today, may we begin to see people through the eyes of God, through the eyes of love, through the eyes of grace, in the name of Jesus. When you get home, check Ephesians 2, from verse 1 to verse 13 and verse 19. Finally, on that note, number three, thing that grace accomplishes in your life is abundant life. It gives you abundant life. So every time you say, Lord, I receive forgiveness of sin, thank you for that. Then I receive salvation. I'm now saved. I am no longer a stranger, nor a foreigner, but I'm in fellowship with the saints and of the house of God. Ephesians 2 verse 19. I thank you. And now I'm on the same page with God. Where Jesus is, that's where I am. Me, he has quickened me together with Christ Jesus. He has quickened me together. And he has placed, made me to sit in Christ Jesus in heavenly places, far above principalities and power. I used to be that, but I no longer that. I'm now a child of God. Before I had not obtained mercy, but now I have obtained eternal mercy. Hello. This grace... We speak for you. Amen. We speak for your children. Amen. We speak for your generation. Amen. Wherever you go, that God sends you, the grace will be evident for you. Amen. And you will make it to the end. Amen. I said you will make it to the end. Amen. I said you will make it to the end. Amen. I said you will make it to the end. Amen. The gospel that we preach in Nigeria, for many years, a lot of that have been in error. But I thank God for God, who through the eyes of his grace and love is bringing the church back on track. Amen. Jesus says, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So don't forget that what grace Jesus gave to you is abundant of life. Abundant life, prosperity, body, soul, and spirit. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Because you are no longer under the law, but you are under grace. Anybody that is under grace, I mean, sin cannot have dominion over them. Your intention to bring people to condemnation cannot be stronger than the grace of Jesus Christ. That's your problem. That's your problem, yes. That's your problem. So you turn people to the grace of God. And you pray for grace. Some of you are going to do express for the kingdom. Some of you are financial pillars in the kingdom. What God will accomplish through the work of grace in your life will be, will be, a sh will be shocking to your enemies. Come on, are you hearing me? Somebody listen to my daughter and call me. A man of God, you know. Apostle, I call her. Why she call me? A lot of people have been calling me. He said, I listen to your daughter, who is a graduate of law. She just finished her service. And I heard her. He said, for, for one hour I cried. I cried for one hour. And I prayed. And he said, please send me the account number. I want to give her a seat. I'm telling you the truth. Apostle Odi, Dave Odi, maybe you know him. He knows him. Also, listen to her sharing the word of God, leading, leading the nations in prayer. And, and said to me, what? He said, this is, this is, please send me an account number. Send 20K. 
The same day, I didn't, honest, I'm just telling you the truth. You know, and I thank God. And he said, this is success in life and ministry. This is success. Yeah, this is success. Yeah, yeah. The people where, where your hand is, where your seal. He said, he said, he said you are the apostleship. You know, you are the proofs of my apostleship. Can you say amen? amen. You are the proof, not pushing them. What should be, honestly, me. No manipulating. Yeah, no manipulating and all those things. You know, here and there. Man, man of God, if you listen to that, even me, my uh, father, I had to pray. I was on my knees. And I broke down. Listen to my third child. Third child. Preaching the word of God. Leading the nations in prayer. And I thank God for our life. Open your eyes and let me see. Let nobody condemn you. The grace that carries you is powerful. It's more powerful for than the will of your enemies. And that grace shall make you triumph. That grace shall continue to make you victorious. In the name of Jesus. Finally, please sit down. Finally, how do I tap into this grace? How do I grow in this? Okay? Alright? In the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, grow in grace. Now, it says, but grow in grace, which means you can grow in grace. Okay? Quickly write this down. Number one, keep the word of God in your heart. God's servant will one day come and shed one light on this because, see, we are starting and I'm closing right now, and we shed light. I, I know you'll be telling you all those things. Everything that you hear is in his heart, and it will shed with light, you know, because each of these things is very important. So, now, keep the word of God in your heart. Continue to study the word. Continue to study the word. One thing, when you are around us, you know, is that you will be soaked in the word. Soaked in the word. Can't be around me. Soaked in the word, in the spirit of sincerity. I love guys that are sincere. I like guys that have good hearts. Are you hearing me now? We cover a lot of things, you know, under the cloak of religion. We are, we are, we are liars. Liars. We don't like ourselves. Liars. Many people are just waiting for you to, to make mistakes. And then they will poach you. It's a, it's a spirit. It's not a spirit of Christ. It's not a kingdom spirit. It's a bad spirit. See those, those people that have been there with their, with their, with, with, with their leader. I love... He said, he, said, he said, but for my servant Caleb, because I don't have spirit, and because he had followed me fully, he said, him will I bring to the land, and his children will inherit it, his children's children, because he had followed me fully. That's why we love people like you. It may not be perfect, but, but God makes you perfect. And we have seen that continuity in you. And I'm speaking to you from this house, because there's a connection in this house. God will reward you. Amen. We need Christians who can stand. We need Christians who can stand. And God says, stand with this man. You know, join yourself to the chariots. And it's for life. A lot of hypocrisy in the body of Christ. Hit and run drivers. Many hit and run drivers. Number two. Maintain intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Careless. What storms or contrary winds may be blowing, but you stay connected to the Holy Ghost. God said, I should tell you that grace is a product of the Spirit. When you are connected to the Holy Ghost, His grace shall be seen in your life. His glory shall be revealed in your life. In the name of Jesus. Okay? Number three. Be clothed with humility. If grace is going to speak for you, let God fight your battle for you. Amen. Open your eyes and look at me. 
Don't choose men in place of, 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 of God. Get to know God by yourself. Yes, sir. Your grace is different. Yes, you know what I enjoy? I enjoy the grace that you have. That's something I can't do. You know, that's something I can't do the way you do them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I'd rather you do them and I enjoy that grace. Are you, are you hearing me? Yes, I can't be you. But I can only appreciate the grace of God that is in your life. And when we understand this, everybody is lifted. But I cannot abandon what uniqueness God has given to me to become like you. It's a manipulation. I say that's manipulation. Don't ever, don't ever take your eyes off the little things that God is doing in your life. I don't, and you don't acknowledge God, and you are looking at what God is doing in another person. You will miss God. That means you walk by sight. Yeah. Thank God for your lives. Apostle Peter said he entered into this place, he saw the atmosphere. Why? The one heart. Good heart. Sincerity. We love our pastor. It was evident in your, I mean, your, your disposition to him. You know what I'm talking about? This is who we are. And we are free. This is our house. This is our father. Where is he taking? Where is that lovely thing? Yeah, that man, I love him. You know what I'm saying? He's our father. These are solid guys. These are not just babies. But they are proud of what they have. The Bible says, let everybody abide in the calling. We are by his call. Are you called to do that? Stay there and be proud. Vim is your house. Stay there and be proud. Tomorrow somebody can come outside that place and it has 20,000 people. Stay where God has placed you. Be faithful there. He said, he, said, he, said, he said to that man, what is his name? He said, stay in this land. Isaac, stay here. Don't long run to Egypt. Stay where I've placed you. There I will lift you. Well, like men who stay where they are. Who stay where God has placed them. Yeah. You want to clap? You can clap for Jesus. Don't, you are not clapping for me. You are clapping for him. This scripture, James chapter 4, verse, verse 6. The Bible says, God gives more grace. More grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. So the humbler you become, the higher the grace, the more prominence, the more amplified the grace will be in your life. Can you say amen? amen. Finally, 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 finally. Ask God for the grace. It can be, you can ask for that grace. Lord, let your glory be revealed in my life. We saw the Bible say, and Moses prayed to God. He said, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And that is in the book of, I've, 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 I've already finished what I'm going to preach. I just want to pray for you right now. You know, he said, Lord, show me your glory. Somebody say, Lord, show me, show me your glory. And now, in Exodus 33, verse 18, in the King James Version, he said, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. You know? NKJ says, please show me your glory. It was an earnest prayer. Let it be evident in your life, in my life. Let your grace be evident, Lord. Let them know that I'm a product of your grace. Make me, help me, strengthen me. Lord, I lean on you. When the, when the chiefs are down, run to God. I say run to God. And he will make all this grace to abound towards you. You will never lack. 
I said you will never lack. I said you will never lack. I said you will never lack. I said you will never lack. I said you will never lack. I said you will never lack. And you will always abound towards good works. And when you want to pray, eh? Don't pray for small things. Don't ask God for small things. Are you hearing me now? Now, ask God for big things and be patient. Don't just ask God for a job. I say, Lord, give me a job. No, ask God for a position of influence. Ask God for a position of influence. Where you are not just doing job to give you money, but where your life is imparting lives. Amen. Amen. Ask God for big things. I'll be willing to be patient. Don't just say, give me your husband, give me your husband, give me your husband. Hannah did the same thing. God, God did not respond to her because God had a bigger plan. Just, just give me a child, give me a child, give me a child. God said, what's wrong with you? You're not ready for what I have in stock. It's bigger than your thought. Expand your thoughts and align it with the bigness and the greatness and the magnitude of what I have for you. And then she now fine tune herself and say, God, give me a male child. If you will give me a male child as long as he lives, it shall be lent unto you. That means, give me a prophet that can serve you, that can bridge the gap and the chain that is broken in Israel. I say, God, yes, you got it. And God gave that child and gave multiple children to Hannah. What have you been asking God? Maybe you have been asking God for the wrong things. Give me a husband. Give me a wife. Give me a child. No. Lord, give me an influencer. Give me an influencer. Give me an influencer. Give me a friend. A male friend. That will be a husband. That will be a father. That will be a leader. That will be you know, the head of my house. Give me a man after your heart. God said, yes, now you are talking. Now, now you are talking. Now you, now you are talking. Let us rearrange and re-engineer and recalibrate our prayers. We get to see results. Rise up on your feet, everyone. Wherever you are, I want you to thank God. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.